and down in their own driveway. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're going to talk more about the RNC. It's been a very, very positive week for Republicans, and it's now showing up in the polling. So we'll talk about that. So i got to say good morning to Miko Padre and Hermano. There he is right there, Sean hey. Rima. What's up, hey. man? Morning, man. Morning. How you doing? I'll be glad when this week's over. I'm a little convinced, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm over it's it. Going I'm well. over it. It's going very well, but this is week number two of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. it's the, it, they're late nights for you and me, late nights. But, yeah, uh, you know, we have such different schedules, and I'm going to get in and talk about Laura in just a second, but we have such different schedules. You stay up late and watch it, and I, I get a nap in the evening for about two hours, and then I get up and watch it, and I just stay up the rest of the night. So uh, right. we, we have, we, we're have we kind of flip-flopping, and you're, so you're staying up late, and you're tired for that. I'm tired because I'm I'm getting up. Would I be getting up early, or am I, what, when am I getting up? I'm getting up at like You're eight, getting up so late and hurry. early at the same time, so <laughs> it's coming I don't know how you going. pull it off, but you do. But yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah I'll be kind of glad to, <laughs> to, to have a non-convention night, you know, and yeah. uh, uh, let's just get it over with. Although it's going very well. I mean, it's, it's oh. going very well. Swimmingly, they say. So we'll talk about that. But let me catch everybody up to speed real quick on Laura, where she right. is, and what's up with her. Category two, winds of 100 miles per hour. So she's now gone down even further. She's going to be degraded as time goes on as she continues to move uh, northward. She'll, this afternoon, uh, she'll have winds of about 75 at a Cat 1 as she moves into uh, the, the area of... Uh, Oh, Arkansas, and then on up through the Ohio Valley. I have to, you know, say this is just awesome the way that these folks at the National Hurricane Center have been able to, with technology, predict because they nailed this one perfectly. I can remember 10, 15, 20 years ago as we followed these storms, Sean, and, and it was like, well, you know, somewhere it's going to hit the U.S. You know, it's going to hit the <laughs> United States. Right? That's the deal. So it's going to hit the U.S. Uh, they nailed this one perfectly by saying the state line of Texas, and she is following the state line. So basically what we have is a 20-foot storm surge into Lake Charles, Louisiana. She's now north of Lake Charles. The eye is, and the storm surge coming in possibly about 40 miles. Now the sun is barely creeping up. Daylight's coming in over the area, so they're able to assess better the uh, the damage. I've been on uh, watching all night long the uh, poweroutage.us, and they basically down in the southwest corner of Louisiana and the southeast corner of Texas basically don't have any power. Uh, primarily the southwest corner of Louisiana don't have any power at all. I mean, completely, totally dark. They have heavy-duty rainfall, which has caused all the streets, uh, streams, tributaries, rivers, and the bayous to overflow and flood, as we've been saying. She made the landfalls of Cat 4 with 150-mile-per-hour sustained winds at about 1.30 this morning. Then she went down to a Cat 3. Now she's down to a Cat 2 with 100-mile-per-hour winds here in san antonio we have more than approximately 2500 evacuees here that's kind of the official number right around 2500 is kind of the official number of people that checked in over there at gambler road but there are people who came and they got their own hotel rooms and didn't check in they staying with family and relatives and fa- friends and all that so they didn't check in at all either so there's more than 2500 who are here as well so that's basically the update on her not going to have an effect on our weather at all the people over there are going to be without power possibly for months months imagine uh, without power from in, in, in the heat of the summer in the heat in the of summer. heat of summer and uh you know these hur- a hurricane is just a it's 
it's a terrifying thing because there's not much you can do about it. I, I you know, I, I watched the uh, the video of the SUV or the RV. I don't know if you've seen that. That's beat, that's t- um, that tips yeah. over. Uh, 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 right. You know, and, uh, that's, that's just, uh, that's the way our planet works. You know, (laughs) again, there's nothing you can do about it except just get through it. So our thoughts and prayers, uh, go to those folks, uh, down there. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a scary thing. Scary thing. I was watching, uh, uh, Justin Horn at one point. He was doing like hourly updates. He was in Orange, which is part right. of the Golden Triangle. It's just north of Port Arthur. And, uh, and all of a sudden, man, he's standing there and pop, 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 pop behind him. And it was a power thing. Uh, I thought it was a transformer, but, uh, Captain's been saying his power line went, went down. Whatever it was, it was dangerous enough where he kind of, Justin kind of, you know, jumped out of the way, him and his six foot five frame. And he turned around and he just very calmly went, Oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not good, Justin. No, that's electricity. It's not good. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've i been through a couple of tornadoes, but never a hurricane. I, I The closest I ever came, I, I remember, uh, uh, I think it was Hurricane Charlie many years ago oh, in yeah. Florida. Uh, remember, the, yeah. And uh, the radio station I worked for at the time, we, we filled a truck full of supplies and drove it out there uh, from Colorado. And I'll never forget driving up on Pine Island where this storm had just skated over and destroyed everything. And it's weird. It's really unsettling when you see all the trees and debris going in one direction for several miles. And then you pass over what would would have been the eye and everything is going in the opposite direction. It's like a massive lawnmower blade that is just you know going across... The Earth, right. you know, uh, a massive, massive storms and, and extraordinarily destructive. So, you know, uh, it is the season, as it as it were. But uh, again, we're not, we haven't hit the peak yet. We're we not even at the peak. Hit the peak, right? Uh-uh. Right. No, but hurricane season. So, uh, you know, uh, God's trying to tell us something with everything that's going on. Clearly, and uh, you know, we just need to. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, uh, the other thing is that uh, I don't know what your gas situation is in your car, if you got enough gas in your car, but you might want to go ahead and gas up everything because not that there's going to be lines here. There will be over in Louisiana. There will be lines, oh, yeah. people trying to get gasoline. But all those offshore rigs are affected by this, and gas prices right. have already started to go up because in anticipation, of course, anticipation. Right. Uh, and so you're going to pay higher prices, so you might want to put some gas in the car, truck, whatever. Yeah, it don't take much for me because I just go on one street up and down the same street <laughs> every day, just same damn street. Where am I going to go? <laughs> a full tank of gas will last me for the next next six months at this pace. The millennium. <laughs> you know, you know, isn't that weird? A tank well, of gas will last true. you, you know, for several weeks in the new normal, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'll be sure to get I- out there and gas up today. You're gonna to need to. I, I I want my insurance company to you know rebate some of this back to me because my car's been sitting, just sitting. It's not going anywhere. I, I, I run my motorcycle some, but right. I run mine yeah. through the uh, through the car wash at H E B every now and again, just just to do it, just for something to do. To have something to do. <laughs> you know, not because it needs the washing. No. Or that no. I even care that it's dirty, but I just want something to do. So I just go sit in the automatic washer at H E B. 
Break the boredom. That's Break right. the boredom up, man. That's true. Uh-huh. Um, Sometimes right, I leave so the windows gr- down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, yeah, right. It's a great week with the RNC. When we get back on the other side of the break, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about who our favorites were from last night as well. we got some COVID news we want to bring in, some new COVID stuff, and another riot in this city last night. And I'll tell you, we'll tell you what city and why they say they were rioting. And it, once again, is dumb. We'll tell you about that coming back with Ware and Ryman. Art to stop a train. News is happening fast. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The president delivered on major trade deals with Japan and the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement. And he implemented the sale of E-15 fuel year-round. That means more choices for you at the pump and more jobs for farmers in the heartland. This is something the Obama-Biden administration failed to do in eight years. In fact, I can't recall an administration more hostile to farmers than Obama-Biden, unless you count the Biden-Harris ticket. That's the Senator Joni Ernst. This is Ware and Rima on KTSA. And uh, I, you know, we've been talking about how this has been very positive pro-America. After last week, we all heard how awful America was. And all these people that really shouldn't be in our country because they don't love it. They don't want to be here, obviously. They're very discontented. This week, you've heard nothing but optimism and uh, fired up about our country and a, and a president who believes in you and all those kind of things. And young people. We we were talking yesterday, Sean, about you know people like Kim Klasick, and I, we just named all these great young people and last night we saw another one madison cawthorn oh yeah 18 when he was in a car crash he's a paraplegic he's 25 now he's a ceo of a real estate investment firm at 25 <laughs> said when he had the car crash and he was uh paralyzed from the waist down he had to make a decision uh am i just gonna you know be a sourpuss about this the rest of my life or am i gonna get fired up and do something about it and he got fired up and now he he'll be one of the youngest men ever to be elected for Congress, and he is he will be elected. It's going to happen. Um, and he said George Washington was 21 when he got his first military commission. <laughs> Abe Lincoln right. 22 when he ran for office. James Madison 25 when he signed the Declaration of Independence. And he said, I say to Americans who love our country, young and old, be a radical for freedom, be a radical for liberty, be a radical for our republic, for which I stand, one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. And he stood up out of his wheelchair he to stood. say. He stood up. He's a paraplegic. He stood. You know, it requires something to stand for something. It doesn't require anything to kneel for something uh, or, to, or to keep your seat. You know, I mean, very impressive young dude. And uh, I, I liked when he started talking about how, you know, be a radical for, for this. You know, I, we, that, and I said this the other day because that's, that's who the conservatives are in this country right now. We're the anti-establishment. We are the new radicals in a sense. Right. And uh, I, that's one thing I've enjoyed a lot about this this past week. Are, are you're right? All these young people who are rock stars, and and they are. They're fighting the the. They're going against the grain. They're going against the status quo. They're they they represent everything that in this in this country we used to admire about young people. Do you know what I mean? In that uh-huh. they, you know, they're the agents of change. They're the ones who make things happen. And uh, in our country right now, guys like this. And uh, some of the other folks we've seen here at the RNC, they are. They're the new radicals. They're the new uh, counterculture uh, because, uh, uh, in, a, in a sense, the Democrats have become the establishment. And uh, that's why they're running Joe Biden. But, 
Yeah, I mean, for young folks, it's been a very impressive uh, convention. Very impressive. You know, when you think about that, too, um, I, this is a, there's so many clear differences between the Democrats and the Republicans right now, and they, they stand out. Oh, yeah. So the Democrats believe that the guys in the streets that are marching in the streets, that they're the future of America, and they believe oh. that those are the future young people that our young people, our children, and our grandchildren should, should emulate and follow after. The Democrats believe that those people in the streets are the heroes. They're the ones who are getting things done for this country, and the Democrats are applauding them. Obama said it yesterday. Uh, you know, he, he applauds what's happening in these yeah. streets. And, and, and Joe Biden said it yesterday. Joe Biden said, I applaud it. We, this is a time for action. This is not a time to sit around. And, and they are honoring and lifting up the young people who are in the streets doing you know causing the chaos and here's trump and the rnc showing people like cawthorn and christy noam and and kim clasic and you know on and on the list goes uh, nick sandman people like yeah. that well i can tell you who i want my granddaughters to be like it's not the people in the streets burning stuff I'll tell you that right yeah, now. yeah that's true and uh, you know the the the, the uh, folks uh, on the left and in the media keep trying to uh uh, reinterpret what's going on at the RNC, and it's you know this this PBS reporter Yamichi uh, Alcindor, I believe is her name, uh, yep. went after uh, Madison Cawthorn for standing, yep. saying that uh, he's basically belittling the Black Lives Matter movement by standing. What she he's said. a paraplegic. He's a paraplegic. What she he said. stood for the flag. And she criticized him in a tweet for doing that because it takes the focus off of Black Lives Matter. Come on, man. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, and so Ooh, you that's gotta why be. for years. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I said for years, you have to. You, we need to defund PBS. There's no reason yeah. for them to exist anymore. They're just full of, of, of a bunch of big government Marxist liberals who have, over the past 50 years, I'll hand it to them, they took over education in the country, they took over the oh, yeah. uh, politics in the country, and they took over the media in the country. And they're using our taxpayer dollars to put that kind of crap, that trope, out on the streets of America that this young man standing up is somehow a racist. Yeah. She turned it into a racist. What a racist thing to do, to, 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 stand, to stand for the flag of this country. Come on. Who are you people? No, seriously. I mean, who, they, 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 and your taxpayer dollars pay her salary. Your taxpayer dollars are paying for this chick, and, and right. she's a propagandist, essentially. They're all propagandists. Oh, they're, they're not yep. reporters. They're not journalists. I don't care if it's PBS or, or it's MSNBC or CNN. They're propagandists. They are actively working for one political uh, uh, party or one political movement. To the detriment of this country, uh, and uh, and again, uh, enemies of the state, uh, as Trump once called them. Well, yeah, they lie, they lie, they misreport, they make crap up. You know, I mean, I saw this story about this PBS chick last night. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Uh -huh. <laughs> you right. can't even afford a guy who's paralyzed or is a paraplegic." The moment of standing for the flag and and without having to make that racial. That's amazing. It's, well, it's and you talk about them being 
propagandists, uh, CNN, had a reporter by the name of Omar Jimenez. He was in Kenosha, Wisconsin, when it was burning a couple of nights ago. (laughs) And he's standing in front of the fire. I'm looking at the (laughs) screenshot right here. And he's standing in front of the fire and all the chaos and the anarchists who are running around behind him. And the, the crawl at the bottom says, new overnight, fiery but mostly peaceful protests. (laughs) <laughs> after police shooting <laughs> and the whole city's on fire behind it's, behind, it's right behind it you said the screen grab the whole city yeah. is on fire yeah. i'm looking at it right mostly now mostly peaceful protest mostly peaceful well okay now here's what else they did at the same time they put up uh a, the same type of deal on the screen it said 8 p.m curfew ordered after violent protests over police shooting of an unarmed black man in Wisconsin. Five seconds later, five seconds later, they took it down right. and, and then they put they replaced it with this. 8 p.m. curfew ordered after protests over police shooting of an unarmed black man. They took out the word violent. Right. They, they, took it out. They're shameless. They're of shameless. They are. But they're they, they underestimate how many folks are actually paying attention to this. Uh, and are seeing what's going on. And Penn said it last night. You know, if if this is what you want, then by all means vote for Joe, Joe Biden, because that's his America. That's their America. That's the America they want you to live in. And uh, I don't know about you, man, but I'm like, no, thank you. That's all right. No, <laughs> let's uh-huh. just we got to put it a is. stop to this at some point. The people who believe in racial justice and who are working for racial justice, they're not burning anything. They're not, no. se- they're not setting fires. That's not the people who are, who are doing this. The people who are doing this are anarchists. They want lawlessness because they want to overthrow the United States. They're agitators who are well-funded, well-supplied. They're brought from out of state many times. These guys in Kenosha came from Chicago, and they came right. in there to uh, destabilize the cities, to burn this stuff down. There's also something else that Tucker Carlson brought up about this, too. Basically, he's been talking about how this is an attack on the middle class because when these people see this they turn around and they burn down stores that are owned by middle class people not right. they don't burn down the amazon store they don't burn down the big stores that are owned by the big guys they they burn down the middle class stores that are owned by mom and pops like a mattress store and a small right. car dealership and that kind of stuff if you look at it he's right that they are attacking middle class uh uh, I guess you would call it middle class, uh, you know, the, the money-making of the middle right, class, the right, cash flow right, of the middle right. class. That's what they're attacking in order to get rid of the well, middle class prosperity. That's what they're right. attacking. And uh, I think he's onto something. I think he's absolutely right about that. And it's to destabilize the country so that they can overthrow the government. It has nothing to do with racial justice at this point. They Last night, oh, Minneapolis, no, they had more. No, they it's had more joke, than Minneapolis right. last night. And, and and it was based on this. The, the the they put out a story that said the cops shot and killed a black guy in Minneapolis last night. So they went to these stores and started to ransack and loot these stores in Minneapolis again last night. There's not right. much left up there, but it wasn't the cop shooting the guy. He shot himself, and the cops right. put the video out. He pulled right. out a gun, put it to his head, and killed himself. He shot himself. That's right. But it, it again in in with 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 much of this, as we say all the time. The truth doesn't matter. The truth is irrelevant. You're right. This has nothing to do with George Floyd. This has nothing to do with this Blake kid uh, from the other night. It it, it really doesn't. Those are opportunities to do what they're doing, to justify doing what they're doing, which is, yeah, just tearing the crap out of these towns and trying to scare people. Uh, That's all it is. And you're right. They're going after the middle class. They want to go into the neighborhoods. Who lives in those neighborhoods? 
Uh, you know class. what's uh, well? I mean, and, and what's really kind of the most the, the the most obvious domestic nightmare that comes to people's minds? All right, you you go to a big city, you expect a certain amount of crime. Uh, we live in San Antonio, we got crime issues. But when people go to the suburbs, right? The idea of living in the suburbs—it's a very middle-class idea of safety, and you know, security, and laying down roots. And this is where I'm going to spend. This is where I'm going to invest in buying a house. People go to the burbs to get away from that stuff, and, and that's why they're specifically targeting the burbs, I think, and are going to start moving into those neighborhoods even more if we allow them to. Because that's where they really want to kick up the dust, you know, is the, like they were doing it the other night in whatever that neighborhood was where they were hanging outside of somebody's house and screaming, you know, give me, you, you should give me your house, you know. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's completely about trying to destroy the middle class in this country, or at least put the middle class ill at ease. And, uh, you know, I really think they're overestimating how many people are watching this. Well, um, if they continue and if they ever devolve this into utter lawlessness, they're going to draw some liberty-loving, American-loving people out of the shadows, and they're not going to be happy with the results because it's going to take about 10 minutes to finish it. Uh, Okay, let me take a break here. We'll come right back. More Warren Rima on the other side. For BG Products, when it's time to take care of your vehicle, oil change time and all that, tell the person who changes your oil, hey, do the BG service. BG Products will help lubricate the inside of the engine and protect your vehicle what are we looking at today 97 today 100 tomorrow 101 on saturday Uh uh-huh you need maximum protection inside the engine of your vehicle and bg products delivers the maximum protection maximum lubrication maximum efficiency when it comes to burning of the fuel it's just a great product all the way around and it comes from san antonio's own bg so the next time you have your oil change do it at a bg certified shop and use the bg products bg San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Join us as we, the party of freedom, double down on ensuring the American dream for all people. We are committed to building a new town square. It welcomes all ideas and all people. Here we will have freedom of speech, not freedom from speech. Look him up, Madison Cawthorn. Look him up and watch his speech from last night at the RNC. Great, great, great. 7.38 at KTSA, and right now Laura is a Category 2 at 100-mile-per-hour winds. The eye is directly on the state line between Texas and Louisiana, and raining hard in Louisiana, high winds in Louisiana. Starting to get the first views of some of the damage and power outages in Louisiana. The power outages could last for months. Uh, A couple of things quickly here. We'll talk about the NBA and sports that nobody cares about and why they're taking the season off. (laughs) We'll talk about that. Uh, But before we do, let's talk about the violence uh, in Kenosha for uh, a little bit here, Sean. Um, Now you've got people that are saying Tucker Carlson needs to be fired, needs to be taken off the air. And here's what Tucker said that they're saying he needs to be fired for. He said, the reason you got a 17-year-old defending a auto repair shop is because the leaders of these Democrat cities won't do it. They're not defending these places. And these, these uh, hellions are going in and setting these places on fire and burning them to the ground. So what happened a couple of nights ago, you had a 17-year-old who uh, had an AR, looked like an AR anyway, had an AR. And when these folks showed up to burn down that auto repair shop, he was there to defend it. I don't know if he's related to somebody who owns it. I have no idea. I don't know anything about this guy. 
and he allegedly shot one in the head. We watched that guy die because the videos are all over in the Internet, and it's not pretty to watch at all. Then when he was running down the street to turn himself in, uh, it looked like, because he eventually got up and went and turned himself in, but they drove past him, um, he tripped and fell. One of these guys with a skateboard then hit hit the guy with the AR, the 17-year-old, and the guy, the 17-year-old shot the guy with a skateboard in the chest. That guy died in the street right there. Another guy had his own gun and tried to, I guess, it looked like, tried to shoot the guy with the AR, and the 17-year-old with the AR shot him in the arm. He took off running, and then video later showed him with uh, most of his arm blown off the bicep muscle on the right-hand side. These are very gruesome things to look at, but he was holding the gun and hollering for police while he was uh, protesting against police. Uh, that's the issue that you're talking about here, is that when you're saying we don't want police and the cities comply with that, the leaders of the city say, okay, police don't go in there. Well, there's going to be people who are not going to allow their businesses and their homes to be burned to the ground, and that's what you end up with. And so now they're calling for Tucker Carlson to be fired over at Fox News because he brought it up. He just happened to put it that way, that the leaders of these cities are not defending these businesses and these homes. And so people are starting to do it now. And, uh, oh, you got to fire Carlson Tucker because he brought that up you got to fire him for saying something that is true. You know, <laughs> it's true. Everything you said is true. You're gonna, I, I would suspect you're going to – I'm surprised you haven't seen more of that up to this point where people are arming themselves and defending themselves and defending their property against these punks. You know, if, if you don't want to – he's right. If you don't want to get shot, don't go trying to burn somebody's business to the ground and you won't get shot. You know, I, I it, it's it's madness. And – the, the 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 punks and the morons who are about the the business of tearing stuff down and setting fires. First off, as we said a little while ago, it ain't got nothing to do with social justice. No. Okay. It has everything to do with the fact that they can do it. They just they have the opportunity, for whatever reasons, and they're being they're being encouraged to do it by whomever is pulling the strings in this thing and funding this thing. And it's funny to me, tragically funny, how when they do get hit, when somebody does fire back at them, how they immediately start calling for the cops. It's not the right. first time we've seen that, mm -mm. you know, where somebody gets shot or some somebody gets some pushback, and suddenly they're calling for the cops. So you know, it's it's a it's a moronic movement, it's a childish movement, and yeah, you're playing adult games though, uh, with people's lives and with their property. And psh, Tucker's right. People are not going to continue to put up with that when the cops are, are being told to stand down or have been uh, defunded and just aren't there. People are going to have to defend themselves. And so you, I think you're going to see more of this, unfortunately. Well, the governor finally got smart and asked the president to bring in the National Guard, and they'll stop it in about two minutes, you know. Yeah. what I, I believe that what they're attempting to do, and again, this is not – but people who are fighting for racial justice, and I join them in wanting racial justice, okay? I want racial justice, too. But they're not the ones who are doing this. This is not about racial justice. They, these no. people are anarchists who are trying to bring lawlessness to the streets to overthrow the government of the United States. Be clear about that, folks. Be clear in your own mind. This has nothing to do with avenging the death of any black person this has nothing to do with the avenging the death of george floyd or jacob uh, or any of the others this has to do these are people who are brought in for these occasions when these things happen these these guys in kenosha are traced back to chicago they are funded 
And that's how they get these bombs that they set off. Right. That's how they get the stuff that they, the, the, the helmets and the shields. That is, somebody's paying for all of this. Uh, and, and I, you know, we talked about this. Uh, I hope that Bill Barr is on the case of whoever's funding this because you got the yeah. most incredible RICO case against whoever's funding this. Oh, yeah. The RICO statute. You can use that to send whoever the money, man or men or women or whoever's backing these guys, you can send them away to prison forever under a RICO statute yeah, when they find out who it is. Show criminal conspiracy and that you are right. part of whoever it is is part of it and set this stuff in motion. That's how Giuliani took out the mafia in in the in the eighties, uh, and uh, yep. and that's how you take these folks down as well with uh, with the RICO statute. Uh, you know, I'd I'd love to see Bill Barr go after whoever is funding this stuff and, and encouraging this stuff because people's lives are being destroyed. Look, the, the lives of the protesters; these are all young kids. Their lives are being destroyed as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you think about right. it. So, sure. you know, need to find out who's responsible for this and, and hold them accountable because, you know, this cannot go on. It cannot right. go on. It's got to stop. Well, and again, last night you had Fredo and uh, Lemon. They were yes. talking on their crosstalk, and they're trying to stir it up some more, in my view, because they were talking about how when the 17-year-old went to turn himself in, the police drove past him to go to the injured. And what they did was they drove up into Bearcats, they got out, they surrounded the injured and carried the injured away right. that way so they could extricate them and get them the medical attention that they needed. Uh, so they drove past the 17-year-old who was standing there with his hands up trying to turn himself in. And he's now in, and you know they've charged, they're going to charge him, they say, and all those things. But... Uh, so I turned down to Fredo and, uh, and Lemon last night, and they're talking about how, well, they, you know, if that was a, if, if that was a black 17 year old, they just would have shot him and killed him right there in the no, streets. They just would have shot him. The Bearcats would have shot him and killed him there in the streets. But because he was a white 17 year old, they let him live. See, we have two systems of, no, they were trying to get to the injured, uh, punks right. and get them out of there and take care of them. So. Yeah, but see, it's, isn't it convenient when you can imagine what people would do in certain situations and make it all about that? Sure. <laughs> Instead of what really, really happened, you know? So, uh, yeah, th- those guys are shameless. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I agree. You're going to see more of this. But th- that's what happens mm. when you go after people's livelihoods and their businesses and their mm. property and their lives. And, their, you know, the, the, again, they're playing adult games, and adults are going to start shooting back at some point. And you know and, what? Uh, they started like- on themselves. It's like 92 nights in Portland now that this has been going on. and they nights. They didn't have to. didn't have to be that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the Democrats are saying it didn't have to be that way about COVID. It doesn't have to be that way about these cities burning. They no. could have invited in. The Trumps, uh, Trump had offered the, the National Guard to go in. And I guarantee you, National Guard stopped in about 10 minutes. So right. about 10 minutes. Yeah, but they got to get long. to the point where they're going to let him go in, or where they're, you know, where they're going to. Well, ex- they're going to Wisconsin. The, you know, at the, some point he's got to do it himself. Right, and the governor of Wisconsin was got smart and asked him in. Now they need right. to do it up in Portland. All right, quick break. When we come back on the other side, more where and Rima and the AccuWeather. Download the free iHeartRadio app. Donald Trump is the most pro-life president that this nation has ever had, defending life at all stages. His belief in the sanctity of life transcends politics. President Trump will stand up against Biden-Harris, who are the most anti-life presidential ticket ever, even supporting the horrors of late-term abortion and infanticide. 
Yeah, Sister Deidre Byrne last night there at the RNC. Okay, we'll lighten the load a little bit, shall we? You want to? Yes. Lighten the load? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, August 27th, big day. Uh, it was August 27th of 1990 when we heard the news that the great Stevie Ray Vaughan had passed away in a helicopter crash while leaving a concert. Uh, that man was from, you know, Austin, well, actually from the Dallas area, but played so many nights up in Austin and right here in San Antonio. That's the first time I ever saw him was right here in San Antonio. Little bitty tiny guy, big old feather as big as he was on his head. Boots that came up to his neck. <laughs> wow. But when he grabbed a guitar, man, this is the way he sounded. This is the way he started at concert that night. And who knew that he was going to be dead just a few hours later? Listen to this one right here, Stevie Ray. <laughs> So, Sean, years later, when my son was 12, he came to me and said, Dad, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. And I said, okay, let's let's get it on. So he would uh, sit and listen and practice to Stevie by the hour and by the hour. And there were times when I'd walk by his room, I couldn't tell the difference between it was him right. or Stevie. And he teamed up. He teamed up with a guy by the name of Brian Vellante. And, of course, a lot of people have heard this because we play it on Fridays. This one right here. It's my son with Brian Vellante. Okay, so then we we come into work this morning. I can't believe the Stevie thing's been 30 years. He's been dead for 30 years. That just blows me away, 30 years today. Uh, but then we come to work this morning and find out that uh, Jack, Captain James T. Kirk has got a blues album coming out. <laughs> William Shatter's done a blues album. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, um, a, there's only one of him, man. They only made one <laughs> Bill Shatner. There are no you know he's eighty nine. No he's eighty nine years of age. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and he just cut yeah, a new blues, blues album. You know, good on him. Do we don't have any audio from it? Do we? Or... Oh yeah, we do. In fact, we yeah, do. it's coming out officially. On, oh, yeah, oh, October second. Yeah, but thanks to Captain Don Morgan, we have the the great BB King song. The thrill is gone. This is William right. Shatner doing it right here. Listen. The thrill is gone, baby. <laughs> it's gone away for good. Well, and I'd rather listen to him than most of these other whack job liberals who from Hollywood who spent this week trashing the conservatives uh, from the RNC that we've been watching. So, much rather so hear that. predictable. They're so predictable, they, uh, predictable and boring, aren't they? You liberals right, are right. boring now. You're boring. <laughs> Back in just a minute, Warren Ryman continue on the other side of the news, KTSA. Support Donald Trump. 
Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Clarence Henderson from uh, last night at the RNC. He actually was one of those who sat in on the Woolworth uh, countertops back in the 60s, and he's a big Trump supporter. Update on uh, Hurricane Laura to start the hour off. She's 80 miles south-southeast of Shreveport, Louisiana, right now. is a Cat 2, 100-mile-per-hour wind. She came ashore between 130 and 140 in the middle of the night as a Category 4, almost Category 5, with maximum sustained winds at 150 miles per hour, bringing a 20-foot storm surge into Lake Charles, possibly 40 miles inland. That Now that the sun is up, daylight is here, they're now out looking around to see what needs to be done with massive power outages, getting people back online, assessing the flooding, assessing, of course, the building damage that is down there and the power loss with massive power outages it's going to take them possibly months to get it back online and i don't know if you've ever been in louisiana in the month of august but ooh, shoo wee wow ooh, sweat down uh, made landfalls a cat four as we said and now down to a cat two with 100 miles per hour more than 2500 evacuees have found their way into san antonio uh, we have people that registered when they got here over at Gimbler, but we also have people that came in to stay with family and friends. There's a whole lot of people that evacuated out of Louisiana and eastern Texas to be here in uh, San Antonio. So the track right now, Sean, is going to be continued northward, going to be down to a, a level one by this afternoon at 75 miles per hour. And then just a uh, depression or a storm, if you will, at 45 miles per hour moving into like Little Rock, Arkansas, and then on up into Memphis and, uh, and on out through the Ohio Valley. So that's what we expect to have happen and we have not reached peaks peak of the season yet so right uh, more to come this is uh it's just part of life here in this part of the world isn't it every year yeah uh, so yeah our, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to those folks man because uh, it's one of it's it's going to be months like you said before some of these places get power back so right nothing you can do about it you know it's uh it's an act of god it's it's uh, we're a metabolic planet you know and this, this is storms happen you know i don't know what else to say about it uh, yeah. uh, it's kind of like we say, though, about the pandemic in that life is dangerous. You know, being in the world is dangerous inherently, but you can't live your life uh, living in fear of it. You know, you have to, you have to overcome that. So live your life. Live um, your life. does anybody care that the NBA decided that they weren't going to play last night? The MLS, uh, MLB, they're all considering not playing WNBA. You know, uh, there's, there's an interesting take we were talking about off the air with Chris a little while ago, and one that I had earlier this morning, and that is their season has been so bad, and their ratings are so terrible, they're looking for excuses to not play, and they found one. That's that's it. LeBron. Yeah, oh, you know, he's like complaining about Jacob Blake, and oh, it was, we can't go on, we can't go on. It's like, and I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. You know, because my initial reaction is, dude, nobody cares. Nobody's watching. Nobody cares. And nobody that's why. cares. Okay. But then when I heard Chris and you talking about it, that it's really not about uh, Black Lives Matter. It's really not about Jacob Blake. They're just bored and they don't want to go to work. They want to take the rest of the season off and stay home. <laughs> I would respect him more if he would just come out and say, uh, nobody's watching, so... uh I think we'll just go home and hang out. You know what I mean? That would, right. that would right. respect him more if they just said it. If they just said we don't want to play out the rest of the season, it's pointless. But to try to wrap it around Black Lives Matter, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Kind of self-righteous much? <laughs> kind of self-important right. much? Yeah, but uh, but that's why. I mean, th th there's no ratings. Nobody's watching. Nobody's paying no. any attention. They're not on all the nobody talk shows cares. being interviewed. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. And, and the same is true with MLB. A fan oh, like yeah. yourself. 
ain't watching. Uh, Nobody's watching. Nobody's paying attention. I, I, so it's like, how do yeah. we get out of this? I'm working my te- I'm working my tailbone off, and nobody's paying any attention. So how do I get out of this? Ah, okay. Here we go. Protest. We're not going to play anymore. There you go. Kawhi, get you out Kawhi. of there. Kawhi, you get, we'll just go hang out at the pool the rest of the season here. We just got to tell them that we, got, we can't do this anymore because of the Black Lives Matter. It's a social justice thing. Then we can go home and hang out by the pool. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> That's exactly what it what is. It is. They want to. They just want to screw off for the rest of the season. But again, I'd respect them more if they would just come out and say that. I, I'm so sick of politics and sports in general. You know, I'm just so sick of it. You mm-hmm. know, if you just if you don't want to work and you just want to go home, then just say I don't want to work and I want to go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. But uh, but don't do do I have to like act like LeBron James and all these guys are such noble characters because they're doing this? No, I. No, they want you to. Asking, that's asking a little too much of me. Okay, <laughs> nobody's watching basketball. Nobody's watching baseball. I don't you know? Uh, obviously, the pandemic has made things really really weird. But also, uh, don't try to convince yourselves that the politics hasn't affected people wanting to watch. People would have hung out, I think, more with with the NBA and with Major League Baseball uh, through the pandemic, through the weirdness of no crowds in the stands, you know, had they not gone political. But given that it's already kind of a weird thing to watch with the pandemic, and then you go political on top of it, it's like, nah, thanks. That's all right. I'll go watch some Star Trek reruns on MeTV, okay? That's fine. I guess they really want to kill what's left of the NBA and right. uh, and, and the other sports as well because that's what they're doing. They're effectively right. you know, flushing it down the commode. Now, let's talk about Jacob Blake for just a couple of seconds. What we know is, according to the Department of Justice and the police up there, he had a weapon on the driver's side of the car, a knife, that purportedly he was trying to get to when he was shot by the police up there, apparently. Again, the investigation uh, continues. The truth doesn't matter. Waiting to hear the truth doesn't matter. When you're talking a bunch of, about a bunch of anarchists who want to overthrow the country, keep in mind the people who want racial justice, they're not burning businesses down. That's not them. These are people, these are anarchists who want to destroy the United States who are burning these businesses down. They're trying to bring about lawlessness on the streets. It's not going to work, by the way. But Jacob Blake himself apparently, according, again, to reports, had run-ins with the police before, way back in May. He had had a run-in with the police there there uh they he had a track record with him he was not supposed to be over there at this girl's house Uh, she had a restraining order on him they tased him that didn't work you know i don't know if he was on something or not i have no idea but the tasing did not work and uh, he was able to get over to the side of his vehicle where that weapon was and that's when the police who apparently saw the weapon there uh ended up shooting him seven times he is now paralyzed from the waist down after according again to the media reports and the reports from the police up there he was resisting arrest resisted the the taser after he was told in may to not be over there may is plenty of time to figure out that you're not supposed to be there stay away and he didn't stay away apparently and i think he also had uh, a resisting arrest uh, on his record from from a previous time my wife and i were talking about that last night in may you know when they when they're coming up on a situation like that the cops bring up you know what they have on you on the computer so they're going into the situation kind of bracing for something and he resisted. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. He resisted. He resisted, and he did have a weapon in the car. You know, if if I did that, Lily White me did that, I'd get shot too. 
You know, I, 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 it's this idea that if you're, if it's a white cop and it's a black person they're involved with, the black person can basically do whatever they want to do to the cop. But as soon as the cop draws on that, on the black person, then it's race, it's racist based. It's racially motivated. You know, it's an impossible situation. It really is. It's really putting police in an impossible situation. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, somebody busting into a Gucci store, you think they care about Jacob, Jacob Blake or any of this stuff? The people who are, who are, who are rioting and who are beating people up and setting fires, they don't care about Jacob Blake anyway. It's not the point of what they're doing. Jacob Blake, like, uh, like George Floyd, uh, was an opportunity, uh, uh, to justify what they're doing. Which is what you're saying. Just create as much chaos as possible. Tear the crap out of the city. Make people afraid. Create anarchy, lawlessness. You know, I mean, that's the point of it. It's, it's, there's, it's no deeper than that. It's not about social justice. It's not about any of this stuff. And that's, I think, what makes me, uh, craziest is uh, uh, people's lives are being destroyed. And, and, and the, the, the hypocrisy of saying, well, we're doing this because of this young man who lost his life at the hands of a racist cop. But they're destroying people's lives in these neighborhoods. Black people's lives are being destroyed as a, as a result of the violence and, and, and the anarchy. So it's, it's, it's a thug movement. It's a moron movement. That's as deep as it goes. And it's going to continue until somebody puts a serious stop to it. And that's going to have to be, I think, from the federal standpoint. The uh, president is sending in the National Guard today, so we'll see yeah. what the response is going to be like. Well, Ryan, we we'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Just a couple of seconds here on KTSA. So Shirts Funeral Home is here to visit with you whenever you need them, okay? And that means 24 hours a day. They don't send you to some mess- messaging service or a messaging machine. Beep, leave your message at the tone. We'll call you back. No, they answer the phone. And that could be 3 o'clock in the morning. I know I've been there. So I had to call them 3 o'clock in the morning a few times. And they're there. And they'll take care of you at Shirts Funeral Home. They'll sit down and visit with you about the funeral. They'll discuss funeral planning, uh, the different products that are available, how you'd like the service to go, those kinds of things. Uh, they welcome in the entire family, whoever you want to be there to have the discussions with. They'll, they'll do that. And then uh, they will make sure that the funeral happens exactly the way you want it to happen, where you want it to happen. And they have a gorgeous facility in Shirts. But if you want to take it to a home church or somewhere like that, of course. And military honors, they deal with all that, too. They work closely with the military every day on military honor service. They do it all at Shirts Funeral Home. And here's the difference. They're really, truly a local family at Shirts Funeral Home and not some big conglomeration who owns them. So that family connection from right here in San Antonio is oh so important. Shirts Funeral Home, please keep them in mind. Uh, when you need them, they'll be there at 210-658-9224. Your AccuWeather forecast for Thursday, August 27th today may be a thunderstorm storm this afternoon around here not laura but the, you know we might get one of those afternoon heating thunderstorms that we get 97 for the high then tomorrow 100 and saturday bringing america back get what you need to know at ktsa.com helped arrive when president trump launched operation legend July of this year almost immediately the fbi took over jackie's case in a matter of days they arrested four people the fifth suspect killer was arrested in Texas on unrelated charges. He is an illegal immigrant with a long criminal record. He had been deported in September and had come back in October to terrorize our community. 
It's 821 now with Warren Rima on KTSA. What a week this has been for the Republicans, and it wraps up tonight. The star of the show tonight, of course, is President Trump accepting the uh, nomination for a second term of Republican president. Madison Cawthorn, I had no idea who this guy was until last night. I didn't know who he was. Uh, he's 25 years old, real estate investment CEO, running uh, to be a congressman. He will be a congressman. He'll be the youngest person elected to Congress in over 200 years in this country. His paraplegic was involved in a car accident when he was 18. Here he is. In times of peril, young people have stepped up and saved this country abroad and at home. We held the line, scaled the cliffs, crossed oceans, liberated camps, and cracked codes. Yet today, political forces want to usher in the digital dark ages, a time of information without wisdom and tribalism without truth. National leaders on the left have normalized emotion-based voting and a radicalized identity politics that rejects Martin Luther King's dream. MLK's dream is our dream for all Americans to be judged solely on their character. Millions of people risk their lives every year to come here because they believe in the dream of MLK and the American dream. Join us as we, the party of freedom, double down on ensuring the American dream for all people. We are committed to building a new town square. It welcomes all ideas and all people. Here we will have freedom of speech, not freedom from speech. Wow. He went on to say... Uh, he stood up from his wheelchair and he said, I say to Americans who love our country, young and old, be a radical for freedom, be a radical for liberty, be a radical for our republic, for which I stand one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. I wish I could vote in North Carolina, man. I'd vote for Me I too. wish I could do that. <laughs> and a guy, he's 25, you know, 25. and he's already an extraordinarily accomplished young man. Uh, very impressive. You know, we we were talking off air about uh, you know, it, it, things are uh, young. It, it, I this is where we start sounding like old farts, but I don't care. Okay, I'm an old fart on occasion. All right, we grew up with a certain kind of work ethic, whether we were taught that or we learned to to embrace that. Like you and I were talking, I, I, I you know, I was the youngest of uh, of uh, my family, and so I got away with a lot. And so in my early 20s, I kind of had to play catch up with the adult world to to make it and to to do what I had to do to get my career going. And you and I were talking about how, you know, a lot of folks who are in their early 20s now and teens and 20s, it's a completely different ethic in that it's not about what I can do for myself or what I need to do for what I want out of life. Other people need to give it to me. Because I deserve it, because I'm here. Do you know what I mean? That's the that's where the change. And so when you see somebody who is as young as he is, and he's accomplished as much as he has already, and now he's running for Congress, it gives you hope, man. <laughs> it really does. Uh, that, that this entire generation hasn't already been lost uh, uh, to the the mindset that a lot of the rioters have and the the looters, which is. I feel like doing this, so I should be able to do this.
You know what I mean? We we've seen oh sure we've seen a whole week of young people that are conservative and they love this country. Christy Noam was on last uh-huh. night. Elise Stefanik was on last night. We had Kimberly Clasic on a couple of nights ago. I mean, we could go through the list of these young people who are now taking over the Republican Party, which is just an exciting thing to see because they're not just signing off to be Republicans. I don't want anybody to be a party person. I don't want right. them to sign off to be a Republican. Uh, they're in the Republican Party because. We basically, at this point, have a two-party system. But they, number one, they're putting their country ahead of everything else. And they're not, uh, you, you know, you, you talked about how uh, kids on the left today have this sense of entitlement. And it's true, they, they do, because about 30 years ago, 20 years ago, we started this whole thing about participation trophies. Right. And you get a participation trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. There's no, there's no losers. No, sometimes you're just a loser. Sometimes... <laughs> You you got your butt kicked. And you know what? Sometimes the best of us get our butts kicked. And that's okay. Because in getting your butt kicked, you get better. They right. talk about well, the old Babe Ruth story and how many times he struck out versus how many home runs he had. And he struck out way more than he had home runs. But that's what made him get to home runs. It was the right. strikeouts that got to home runs for him. Bottom sometimes, line. Sometimes so, yeah, losing. Sometimes yeah. you just lose. Right. Sometimes Some, you lose. Sometimes failure is your greatest teacher. You know, Absolutely. Honestly, uh, you know, I mean, I, I learned that in my life as well. You know, I mean, uh, early on, you know, I, I was very, I was always bad at finishing things. Like I never finished anything I would start. And it always felt like a failure to me. And so as I continued to fail, I continued to learn how to get, how I get things done. You you learn from failure. You learn from your mistakes, you know, and uh, and there's this idea that these that young people should never have to suffer any uh, ripple in the pond. They should never have to be upset about anything. You know, they should never have to feel like they lost or that they weren't good enough. The hell they don't. That's exactly what they need. (laughs) That's what they need more than anything else. These kids in the streets who are just destroying other people's property, you know, they very obviously have never had their asses kicked or they've never had to suffer any kind of true failure in life because they have no sense of value when it comes to their own lives or other people's lives and that's from that sense of entitlement that's from that participation trophy uh, uh, psychology that has poisoned our education system and you're seeing examples of both sides of that coin this week the young people at the the rnc are an impressive bunch of young folks uh, compare and contrast that with the with the jerks who are breaking windows and starting fires and throwing stuff at cops you know, you're right. A stark contrast <laughs> of of American youth as presented, you know, uh, through the RNC and watching the video out of uh, out of the major cities. Yeah. Well, our friends over at Bridgehead IT, they want to be your IT department for your business. Business today is being done all over the place. Sometimes it's still there at the location of your office. Many times and most times now it's being done from an employee's home. Just how safe is your information, like a customer list, HR information, payroll information, how safe is that when it's being done from somebody's home instead of your office? Well, Bridgehead IT can lock it up and protect your company's most sensitive information. And they can do it from wherever that information originates. 
and wherever the destination is as well. These are just some of the things that Bridgehead IT can do for you and your company, keeping your employees in touch all the time. Again, whether they're at the office or whether they're at home, whether they're on their cell phone or their laptop computer. They'll make sure your information runs efficiently, make sure the IT runs efficiently, and make sure the information is protected at all times. They're the best in the IT. You don't have to have an IT department anymore because Bridgehead IT will be your IT department for safe and secure computing and IT services like nobody else. Contact our friends at Bridgehead IT. And by the way, just a personal note, you're going to like these guys. You really, really will. Good guys. BridgeheadIT.com and on the phone 210-477-ISanAntonio.com. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. In times of peril, young people have stepped up and saved this country, abroad and at home. We held the line, scaled the cliffs, crossed oceans, liberated camps, and cracked codes. Yet today, political forces want to usher in the digital dark ages. A time of information without wisdom and tribalism without truth. All right, that's, uh, that's Cawthorn. you got to check him out. Just go ahead and Google him and watch the, the speech. Update on uh, Laura. She's now a Category 2 winds of 100 miles per hour. Still in Louisiana, headed directly northward. As she continues to encounter land, uh, she'll continue to go down in intensity as time goes on through the day. Expected to move on up through Little Rock, Arkansas, and to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and then on off to the uh, northeast. Uh, and taking with her a lot of rain, a lot of wind, although the wind has gone down quite a bit, but still a very powerful rain event right now. And in the coming days and weeks and months, they're going to have to deal with power outages, the flooding concerns. I was just taking a look at some of the flyovers by drones. There's a whole lot of property damage, uh, roofs taken off. Of course, they have the piney woods there, so a lot of the trees were snapped. We're talking about trees that are hundreds, if not thousands, uh, thousand-year-old, uh, snapped like a toothpick and laying on top of homes and things like that they're in the early stages of trying to figure out all that stuff so that's that's basically where you know she came ashore sean as a cat four almost a cat five which is as strong as it gets she almost hit cat five she was right there oh man yeah that's some scary stuff man that's some scary stuff but uh we are in the season so uh uh again our thoughts and prayers go out to those folks who are going to be dealing with this for for a while now for weeks so uh man Anyway, uh, well, we have one more night of the uh, convention. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to get some sleep? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm conventioned out. I am officially conventioned mm-hmm. out at this point. But the I biggest thought, is I, coming tonight. Well, I I know, and I'm like I said this yesterday. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna levitate? You know, he needs a. <laughs> we need to get some wires hooked up to him, some Peter Pan wires. And he should just levitate and just hover over the small crowd there. And set off some fireworks and stuff, and he, he accepts them. I mean, this has been a really ex- – for what it is, for not being a real convention, I think they've done a Oh, they've done a job. great job. They you do know, this forever. The lineup, the simplicity yeah. of the format where it's just the same yeah. set and everybody comes out. How about Mike Pence? Mike was great last night. I thought, yeah, I thought and Fort McHenry. Really, yeah. He, he, is, he is steady, man. He is unflappable. He is one cool dude. And uh, uh, he, he last night I got more of the sense of why he's such a great vice president for a guy like Trump, who is this bigger guy. than life. You need a steady hand. You need a steady guy on the other side of, of a guy like Trump. 
You know what I mean? Uh, and he is that. Well, he said and, that. And, yeah, yeah. And he also uh, was talking, uh, you know, uh, about the violence in the streets, which he pointed out the Democrats didn't mention at all last week. And he said, if, if that's what you want, if you want to basically, if you want to live in this chaos and this anarchy, then vote for Joe Biden. That's that's the, that's the yep. country he would have you live in. So I thought that Pence and I love job. the fact. I thought I thought it was great they did it at, at Fort McHenry, where yeah. the battlefield of War of War of eighteen twelve happened, but also where Francis Scott Key pinned the Star Spangled Banner. Because all this talk about getting rid of the Star Spangled Banner, no. you know, Joe Biden and his side, Joe Biden's side wants to get rid of the Star Spangled Banner. They want to get rid of it. They want it gone. Right. They want it to replace. They want how many Star Spangled Banners national anthems do they want to have? Look at the black national anthem, and then they want this national anthem, that national anthem, this that, and they're talking about even at football games and NFL. If you do this, I'm done with you too. But they're talking about not having the national anthem at these various sporting events and things like that, that they're just going to stop honoring the United States of America. And uh, not so with Mike Pence last night. What a beautiful setting at Fort McHenry. Yeah. What a beautiful place to have a speech. Yeah, I, I, I thought he, he was he was flawless last night and inspiring. And uh, he, he's just a solid guy. You know what I mean? And, and when Mike Pence is talking to you, you just believe absolutely everything he's telling you, and you believe everything that he's in, that he and, and Trump are really working this deal as far as the pandemic and everything else. He's a steady, steady guy. I've always liked him, and uh, it it would be interesting if it, a debate between him and Kamala. Kamala, that's going to be fascinating to watch because I'm yes, sorry, she's no great intellect. She's just not, and uh, uh, watching her go up against Pence is going to be really interesting. Somebody else that was great last night is Tara Myers. Tara oh, Myers yeah. spoke. She, when she found out she was pregnant, she had the test for Downs, and it came back positive that her son right. was uh, going to have Downs. So the doctor immediately said, "You need to abort this this fetus," right. as the doctor called it. And Miss Pat, Miss Myers said, w w "Why?" And said, "Well, you know, this is he's going to be such a." Um, a burden on you. He's going to be a burden on society. He's going to be a burden on the world. He's just going to be a burden, and you, we, we don't need any more burdens in this world. She said, "No, I'm having this. I'm having this child." So she had him, and when he was old enough to go to school, she takes him to the school essentially, and school basically, basically, I'm paraphrasing of course, but basically tells her, "Well, you know, we'll just make him comfortable, keep him busy here at right. the school." She said, "You're not going to make him comfortable and keep him busy. I want him educated." Well, that's not really possible. I mean, you know, look at him. We can't really, you know, come on, you know, we'll just we'll keep him busy. Well, for a few hours, and she said no. And she she said, "I want school choice." And through school choice, he's now educated and and doing very well. And so she's doing very well because of that. And she spoke out for school choice, and that's something that's near and dear to my heart. I believe that parents parents should have the right in this country to seek out education for their child wherever they decide to seek out that education and they should receive the funding to be able to do it and that includes homeschooling if you want to homeschool your children at your house you should receive the funding so that you can go buy the supplies and the curriculum that you need to buy for your child or if you're on this side of town and you want your child to go to school on that side of town then you ought to receive the funding to be able to do that school choice nationwide 100 percent love it yeah, I, absolutely. Especially with uh, you know the, the the way the public education system has just really slid down the toilet, you know. And I, I know a lot of teachers. I'm, I'm not trying to you know put down uh, our hardworking educators and teachers, but as a system, uh, it, it's really failing. And, and I think people need to have that ability to choose where their kid goes to school. 
uh, because you know some of these schools they're they're basically just uh, indoctrination camps. You know where your kid goes for. Uh, I mean, this is that's the only reason why they're they're up in arms about parents being able to observe or listen in when their kid is doing the Zoom classroom or the virtual classroom, because they're worried about them hearing, I guess, uh, whatever it is they're they're pushing into their kids' heads. Yeah, school choice, oh, big time. You know, uh, and and it's funny how the the liberal Democrats and the progressives and the socialist pukes are so against that. <laughs> now, why would that be? I wonder. Why well, would they in be fact, against school choice? I have a report here that public schools are revamping their history curriculum to insert information from Black Lives Matter so that they can of promote course. social justice needs in the schools. And it's happening all across the country. What they found out was more than 80% of teachers from the Ed Week Research Center, more than 80% of teachers support Black Lives Matter. So what they're doing is they're adjusting, in quotations, adjusting their history curriculum in these schools uh, to bring in major changes. We can't control what happens with the police, but we can control what happens in our school system, said Mike. Michael McFarland, head of the National Alliance of Black School Educators. Did you even know such an exist? They even existed. And he said, "We're not just talking about a couple of lesson changes. Even the National School Boards Association getting in on the act, providing schools with instructions on how to alter curriculum to promote social justice with the students uh, in the schools. What, that's nothing more than indoctrination. That's what that is. Absolutely, it's what it is. And and uh, you're, you're, meanwhile, you're graduating people that are functionally illiterate, but they are. They're matter. teaching politics as because that's my observation. You know, they don't have a much of a grasp of history. They're not really capable of of expressing themselves in 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 the written language in English. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff in a well-rounded education that you and I had coming out of high school that they just aren't receiving critical thinking skills and so you know that's what they want they they want to teach their politics as a matter of course as a matter of well this is a foregone conclusion i was telling you about my daughter and and the climate change thing they have been teaching her that uh, uh the climate change thing being uh, uh the the fault of man and the way we use energy and all this stuff we brought this onto the into the world is taught as a foregone conclusion and I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of other things politically motivated that are being taught as foregone conclusions. There's instead no counter debate. They start instead yeah. of a theory. There's no con- there's no debate. There's no discussion about it. And so they're they're, they're that's what it is. They're indoctrinating them. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, on the other side of the break, he helps out even after being ill. We'll tell you about that. And the world's first $200 billion, yeah, I said billion with a B, billion-dollar man. That's coming five zero nine ninety four. Abraham Lincoln once famously said, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. While those words were spoken over 150 years ago, never have they been more relevant. So that was Laura Trump, then you had Elise Stefanik, and then you had Christy Noam, and just great women leading the charge. Speaking of great people, years ago, one of the first, this is before you got to town, Sean, uh, one of the first Jimenez uh, broadcasts that we had, uh, Gordon Hartman, uh, Elaine got in touch with Gordon Hartman. I've known Gordon literally all my life because his daddy was a city councilman. We, We both have 
very famous and, and very popular dads who were involved in politics and media. His dad was also a weather guy at Channel 12. Oh, wow. So I, I've known Gordon. Gordon and I are the same age, roughly, and so I've known him literally all my life. And so, um, you know, he, Elaine gets stuck with him. He comes in to do the Jimenez thing. And he says, here's what we're going to do. He said, we're going to kick this thing in gear right now, and I'm going to match dollar for dollar what comes in. I said, Gordon, do you do you realize what that is? Nope, nope. Next two hours, while you're st- sitting here today, I'm going to match it dollar for dollar. Well, I think that morning it, it cost him about twenty grand. I think it, I think wow. he pulled about twenty grand out of his pocket. I mean, that was that's what he does. You know, yeah, he's always right. finding ways to give, and he does it every year. He comes in and yeah. g- g- and then he came up with the idea for Morgan's Wonderland, and that's been a worldwide thing that people have come from all over the world to emulate Morgan's Wonderland. So now he comes down with COVID, and he's well. He comes through it, shining colors, beautiful, right. everything's great. So now he's given his plasma to keep people alive. This is He's a giver. He's just a giver. He is. That's very cool. Good on you, that Gordon. That's really cool. Good yeah, on you. Yeah, good on you, man. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's he's one of those guys that, yeah, you look forward to I, I only really ever see him uh, uh, during, uh, during the Radiothon. It's, you just look forward to seeing him every year because he's such a nice guy, too. Uh, very cool dude. Very cool. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is the world's first ever $200 billion man. He will be the first trillionaire. He will be the first trillionaire. What would that be like to be a trillionaire? <laughs> He's on his way. $200 billion. Nobody's even close. Nobody's even close. Just made it yesterday. And, uh, yeah. He's in fact, you know how rich he is. He's almost eighty billion dollars richer than Bill Gates. He has eighty oh, billion more than Bill Gates. So that's how rich he is. <laughs> and finally, one real quick thing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, Elon Musk crazy. is going to do a live demonstration uh, Friday of this new Neuralink thing that's going to be in your brain. They just immediately, you know, we've been talking about this. They're just going to have a, a computer hookup inside your brain. And you'll be able to think a thought and control computers, all that kind of stuff, directly from this thing. That's gonna he's gonna do a Neuralink wow. uh, a show to to show it off. I guess they have it in somebody. I guess I don't know. Is is that something you would want in your life? Because uh, I can absolutely tell you, I don't ever want my brain hooked no. up to a computer. No, Never. no, of course not. No. They're not going to tattoo me either. They want to tattoo you to show that you have you don't have COVID. They're not putting a tattoo no. on me about COVID. Not going to happen. Nah, nope. If I'm getting a tattoo, it's going to be for my wife. I'm not getting the tattoo for the man. <laughs> well, I was talking this morning before you came on that they have this new test, $5. It's what it's going to cost. It's the size of a credit card. It hooks up to an app that you download on your phone. It's coming out. The FDA approved it yesterday. Wow. And on the app on the phone, it's going to show whether you're positive or negative. And if you're negative, then you'll be able to go into stores. You'll be able to go to you know sports.